This is the show where we pair the perfect beverage with the events in our lives. This is Let's Drink, Drink About it. it. I've really been uh, enjoying doing the show in the summer because I always get to like run around in a panic in the five minutes before we start recording and work up a really disgusting sweat. <laughs> Man, I tell you, I got home today and I dropped my bag. Well, no, I turned my bag upside down, emptied it out, and then just hopped on my bike and went right back out the door because yeah. I, I had to sort of run around to try and find some uh, ingredients, uh, <laughs> ma- mainly <laughs> the juniper berries. And then in between, I was trying to f- uh, find a drink for you, Heather, um, because I, I was working all day, so... What were you doing with the juniper berries? Uh, well, Ben, the, the drink Ben gave me uh, called for juniper berries, and I got really excited. Oh. I messaged my, because I don't know where to find them, so I messaged my uh, mixology buddy and said, where can I find these? Like, and this is the, be- <laughs> this is the best part. He's like, go to Herbie's Herbs. <laughs> <laughs> like, cool. All right. They're made by a little car. Meep, <laughs> <laughs> meep. Well, actually, juniper berries are the origin of gin, or at least gin's name, Geneva, which is Dutch, and I'm Dutch, and so I like that. Yeah. I like that you're getting juniper berries. I was on Royal Dutch Airlines recently, and they gave me a little uh, porcelain house, which is full of Jennifer. Geneva, yeah. Geneva. It's like gin, I guess, but it has more of an herby berry weirdness yeah and unlike gin it comes in a house it comes in a house sometimes yeah (laughs) that's how the dutch do um i uh i put it up on twitter and somebody was like i've had like my grandmother's been giving me these for years i had no idea there was alcohol in them i saw that (laughs) who uh yeah i can't remember who said that but uh then i i remembered that my parents for uh years had a uh what are the uh rocks called are they called rocks in uh curling do you know? Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. That, that well, would be a question for the Canadian in the yeah. room. Too. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm going to answer yes. That's what they're called. But whatever you, the, the hurlers throw, I think they're called rocks. and uh, Stones? But my parents maybe? had one, and I didn't know until I was, you know, probably nine years old. I was like, oh, what is this cool ornament? And then it, What's I this realized doorstop? that they had a cork in the top. Like, the, the handle was a cork, and, uh, and there was uh, whiskey inside. Oh Ooh, man! Yeah. You know that cork, um, the whole that's can be called the bunghole. <laughs> yeah, it's what a bunghole is. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, the bunghole had whiskey in it. Well, the cork Ooh. goes into the bunghole. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's the case. I know on whiskey barrels, the little hole that you stick the yeah, cork in is the bung. the bung. That's the bung bunghole. It's a good <laughs> word to say, isn't it? You sort of wonder <laughs> why Beavis and Butthead knew about that. <laughs> did yeah. They, did, did they inject that into popular culture? Oh yeah, it came from them. Certainly. You know what? If you can't swear, you are better off coming up with just a really silly word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, um. slap your salami. Like, that's good. <laughs> that's yeah. good stuff to say. Totally. Well, we should uh, introduce our guest. Please. Um, while, while the introducing's good, uh, we have Heather Fink. Uh, Hello, Heather Fink. F- fil- filmmaker, uh, comedian, sometimes yeah. actress, <laughs> sometimes sound recordist i guess that's true yes i record sounds specifically for films and i'm a boom operator sometimes to bring my bacon my bacon home yeah <laughs> heather's been yeah. looking at my stupid podcasting equipment and uh and uh it's good we've stuff. been we've been talking about how how 
stupid it looks compared to real sound recording no, gear. No, no. It's just different. It's different from the kind of stuff. Like, I don't know how to go on a stage and be, like, the sound person at the concert, but yeah. I can record They got those weird movie. mics that, like, they hide in their wigs. Oh, yeah. On their faces. Wig <laughs> mics. <laughs> yeah. Ear wigs or something. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I was uh, really eager to get Heather on because she's actually doing a Kickstarter for her first feature, which is, like, the most exciting thing that there is. Do tell. <laughs> Oh, thank you. Yeah, the film is called Inside You, and it's called that because it's a body-switching comedy. It's a romantic comedy about a couple that's dating, and after a night of really crazy sex, they <laughs> they beep so hard that <laughs> they, they switch so bodies. Hard. They sex so hard, yeah. Um, they actually switch bodies, and so I get to explore their relationship and also really fun, really specific gender stuff that you've definitely not seen in those crazy blockbusters that usually yeah, explore. Yeah, because they're topic. usually like Disney presents. Yeah, they're usually body switch cheeky, movie. adorable. <laughs> like, let's see how hard it is to walk in this kind of shoe, or so, you know. And I think it's way more interesting to find out what it's like to pee with that. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then also the fact that if that's how they switch bodies in the first place, then they <laughs> might have to do that again in the other body to switch back. Wow. That is a great uh, premise. <laughs> it's a great premise. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, well, I just honestly came to that premise because... I needed to write something that I could afford to shoot. So mm-hmm. something like that, you know, it's right. not a ton of locations, it's a few actors. Um, and that's something that would touch into into stuff that I love writing. Like I love writing silly things about sex that also, I guess, are truthful um, or just, just try to s- explore those topics in ways that they haven't really been explored before. Yeah. So and well, it, you also yeah. just have kind of like one of the most refinedly silly senses of humor I'm aware of if that's a thing because <laughs> like all the all the rewards on your Kickstarter are like are just like the, they're like the funniest rewards I've ever seen well thank you yeah <laughs> I guess the big reward that I'm so glad someone bought is you can get a BJ <laughs> A baloney jacket. (laughs) (laughs) I will make you a a jacket out of baloney (laughs) and deliver it to you. If that's that's a higher prize because that takes a lot of effort. Um, That's mm -hmm. some tailoring involved in that. Exactly. Well, I sold one baloney jacket and then I sold I think three or four ham wallets. (laughs) 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 I'm gonna sew together a wallet. I think I might have backed at the ham wallet level. Oh, did you? I have to check. I can't Um, remember. I I backed. I backed one of the ones that made me laugh out loud. Oh, good, good, (laughs) Um, good. Well, now I can't wait to see what the 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 gifts are. I'm gonna go immediately after this. (laughs) There's some, you know, more real ones. I mean, there's there's one that no one, the most serious one, no one's taken a bite of yet. Unfortunately, what's more real than a baloney jacket? I don't know. That is the realest. That is the realest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the illest. Mm-hmm. The illest. And there's like risk involved, you yeah. know, walking down the street like that. Yeah. So I'm, I, what I'm guessing yeah. is that the mainly the funds from the Kickstarter will go towards this intense CG sex scene that's going to take place. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's going to be, you know, it's, it's going to be on the actors being great. I'm mm-hmm. going to cast some really great actors. It's going to be all in the performance. And those are things that come with talent and magic versus things that are expensive. Right. And I know that that's my strength as a filmmaker is in getting great performances out of actors and in script. And those are things I can do. Um, and it and yeah, <laughs> I think I saw. It, did you directed a short that had uh, Hannibal Burris in it? Did you not? I Am sure I did. Oh, you yeah, did. 
Yes, I did. I, I did direct a short that had Hannibal Burris in it. It was called Heartbreak, and I tried to explore. Because I think a lot of breakup movies are all about the breakup itself and, like, revenge or, or getting over that man and sleeping with all these people or some new guy or something. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that heartbreak is the most common form of temporary mental illness. Interesting. <laughs> and I wanted to explore that. Like, not about the new person, not about how you, like, they're like, it's just about what is it like to be that depressed, that screwed up. And sure. Yeah. He must have been anyway. a lot of fun to work with. Oh, so much fun. <laughs> yeah, Hannibal is awesome. I yeah. got to say, I was, I just had him on a show that was promoting, a live comedy show that was promoting the Kickstarter. And I remember when I first saw him do stand-up, and it was many years ago, like, it had to be 2006, or it was his first yeah. week in New York. Wow. And my friend Brandy and I were on a show with him at Duplex in the West Village. And at the time, I hosted a live comedy show in Hoboken. And I saw, and whenever I saw someone I liked, I would just go up to them and say, I loved you. Please do my show. And he was excited at the time because he was new in town. And so someone asking him to do a booked show was exciting for him at that time. Mm-hmm. And he came over and did it. And he, I've, I've, every joke, every time I've ever seen him perform, he's just been great. Yeah, he's He's been really great. Tremendous. Mm-hmm. For a I've long seen him time. on the street a couple of times and I've always been too too timid to go up and, and uh compliment him. But I think really? he's like as as funny as it gets. Yeah, he's so funny. He's really kind and I actually wrote a part for him in another script I was trying to get made. That script was too expensive and so I'm talking about the cost of film again being an important thing. Yeah. Um yeah. Well, your Kickstarter is only for thirty K, which is like not a lot for a yeah. feature but it's but it's a lot for kickstarter it's a lot for a person to spend for you know one thing it is it is and i really don't have that money so i'm just <laughs> hoping to raise it it's it's actually the kickstarter we talk about it being exciting the truth is it's so scary to yeah. have this number looking at you judging you at, that you're not at yet and how many, everyone can see it how many days in are we I am, or I guess, like 16 days. I have 13 left. Okay, uh, so we're going we're gonna to make a plea to our 17 listeners right now. Yes. Well, we, have, we have hundreds of listeners, Chris. No, I know, I know. I'm, but all of you, all of you <laughs> listening out there. Give 10 bucks. Give 10 yeah. 50 bucks. Or I even I give 100 bucks. Thank you. Wow. Uh, yeah, even the low donations help. The more backers you have helps. Yeah. And sharing it, sharing it. Please share it, people. And some people say, oh, I want to know more about your script or the cast you're going to use. And I'm happy to tell you that the tricky thing is, yes, I am talking to actors and I have people in mind and I've been talking to their agents, but I can't say that stuff publicly yet, which is hard, you know, and people really want to know that. But especially with bigger actors, they don't really commit until right before because Mm -hmm. they want if it just in case a studio asks them. So Mm -hmm. that's how it goes with indie stuff. That is how the cookie crumbles. Mm hmm. (laughs) So, <laughs> yeah, oh, let me just say, though, that you can go to the Kickstarter at www.insideyoumovie.com. That takes you straight to the Kickstarter. What's that website one more time? <laughs> Insideyoumovie.com. That's I-N-S-I-D-E-Y-O-U-M-O-V-I-E.com. Well, you're a good You've speller. typed that in a million times. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh... Why don't we get to it? Yeah, let's oh, P.S. Thank you. You just said something really nice to me. I don't want to overlook that you said that I was very silly. You said something. You have a very silly sense of humor. Ah, I love hearing that. <laughs> that makes me so happy. I was, well, really quick thing is that I was actually at an audition for uh, today, and I rarely do go in front of the camera anymore. But I remember sure. once I had an audition with this company, like, 
eight years ago. And I remember I had this manager at the time and he was like, Heather's like this. And it was this huge meeting with the network. And uh, it sucked because I was like, that is not what Heather's like. <laughs> and <laughs> you, you seem to you get- You are selling a different product, sir. Exactly. Like it's more, I guess, in the adult swim vein of, of what Heather's comedy is like. And you seem to get that. That makes me happy. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Uh, having Yay. having seen you on stage several times, that's that's my take on on the situation. And also, the proof is in the Kickstarter pudding with the bologna jacket and yeah, ham wallet. I love. Every, everybody <laughs> likes BJ's. Come on, come on, people. Yay! I know. I'm so psyched that you just said pudding and and bologna near each other, and that just makes me feel good. <laughs> <laughs> had a few people saying uh, uh, on the Twitter, uh, you know, what about what about uh, World Cup? And I, I find, I mean, I look forward to it every four years, and uh, you know, I, I never get to see that many games, but uh, I find myself checking in regularly on my phone, you know, just to, f- you know, what's the score now? And refresh and refresh, and uh, you know, surprisingly, <laughs> it doesn't really change for long stretches yeah. of time. Low-scoring um, game, so there's not much to be gained from refreshing. <laughs> yeah, well, there. I mean, there was my dad and I had this conversation. My dad, being Scottish, you know, soccer is in our or football is in our blood. You know, I might get, I might get uh, punished for saying soccer. Um, I learned. I learned that the. Uh, that the UK is where the term soccer originated, mm. and s- soccer was it's more popular soccer. for a while than football. It's uh, like the <laughs> on the uh, our friends, uh, our friend Chuck Bryan's podcast, stuff you should know. I learned that. It's so. like they're playing tricks on us. Like, yeah, you guys say soccer, and yeah, now you're gonna exactly. sound stupid. Yeah, <laughs> and the word came from you. And guys. then meanwhile, we invent our football, and they're like, no, now, now it's called football. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. British people. <laughs> Jerks. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I, I guess, uh, yeah, it's in our blood, and, and uh, my dad is, you know, he watches as much soccer as he can handle, you know, which is a lot. And, uh, yeah, that, that's pretty much it. I, I guess uh, it, it's nice to sort of stop and, and, and uh, take in a 1-1 tie game, <laughs> sporting match. But it really is. It's exciting. People say, oh, there's not, it's not high scoring and whatever. But, I mean, it's, it's I really, it, like American football, it's like um, the... It's just the the offensive uh, offensive defensive. It's like the challenge, you know, like trying to get past the other team's thinking. Kind yeah. Of thing. And 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 with soccer, you get to see it a lot slower. You get to see the formations and and I don't know, uh, not really keeping up with a lot of sports anymore. Um, I really do appreciate that competition. I don't like the nationalism so much, but I do like the uh, competition. Well, you don't like the nationalism because Canada doesn't have a team on the field. Yeah, but I mean, we all come from somewhere. I mean, Canadians, <laughs> the Canadians aren't real. I mean, Canadians are nothing if they're not made up of a million other things. So um, uh, I guess that's true of Americans. But uh, but yeah, yeah, I mean, so I mean, my, like my family heritage is Scot- Scotland and Germany. So uh, I mean, and I was in a Scottish pub the other day and it was all whiskeys in this pub. It's this beautiful pub, uh, pub and, and they've got a, a banner up that says anyone but England. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's kind of like, oh, Pretty you know, it's, yeah, it's a, uh, I don't know, it's a, a dangerous line. There's, like, but do you guys have a lot of people driving around with flags hanging out of their car? Or? It's a big, it's a big thing, I think, in this neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of face paint and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, we well. learned. I learned uh, this weekend that the United States uh, is the number one 
uh, exporter of fans to Brazil for this World Cup. Like more Americans went for the game than wow. any other country. And they're doing pretty well. They they huh. held their own against Germany today. Who knows? By the time this podcast comes out, they may be gone. But uh, uh, they made it through. Yeah. They made it through. R.I.P. Yeah, yeah. I was actually month. really surprised that Americans cared that much about soccer or football. Right. You know, I didn't know. Like, it's like everyone cares now. And I'm sitting <laughs> in my room if I can't go to a game, and I hear the cheers right. from the street. Yeah, from like yeah. bars and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, really it's, weird. A, it's a world stage. It's a world stage. You got to prove yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, Canadian soccer players are at home gardening or whatever it is they do sure uh well heather what's uh what's on your plate this week oh uh it was a busy week but i guess tomorrow is friday and i'm gonna start going to the del close marathon you guys know about that uh i i don't. vaguely know about it but only through having gone to improv classes and had the teacher tell me that i need to go and then not Ah, you never went. Well, actually, it's kind of a crazy, epic thing. And I was just thinking about it because, well, back to the Kickstarter. I wanted to, I'm going to go back. But um, I wanted to appeal to that community with what I was trying to do because they're really important to me. And I wanted to reflect about where my roots were in improv and at UCB. So I thought about my first Del Close Marathon. And what the Del Close Marathon is, is it's a yearly improv marathon that happens at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater in New York City. And I think it's something like 72 hours straight, like through yeah. the night. There's like 2.30 a.m., yeah, 4.30 4 a.m., 5 a.m. 7 a.m. shows. <laughs> and Gold, it's, I think it's every... Slot. Yeah, it's every yeah. half hour or hour as a new group goes up. And this has been going on, I think, since maybe 1999 or 2000. And people come from far and wide, right? Like, the groups are oh, from, yeah. like, all over the place. Exactly. And the founding members of the UCB, or at least when there was the show, are Amy Poehler, Matt Walsh, Matt Besser, and Ian Roberts. And they definitely always come and do something together. Amy Poehler's completely connected and attached to the theater in spite of her amazing, well-deserved success. Yeah. Uh, but it's this crazy epic thing. It's it's really unbelievable. So this theater, I mean, if I just try to think about the way it used to be to the way it is now. Yeah. I mean, it's the way so it used big. to be. Yeah, it's so big. This is the kind of thing where people are just out in the street and there's crazy huge lines and this back of the stage, the backstage is full of drunk people and people going nuts <laughs> yeah. and people Members waiting online. Members of the state, like. Hobbling around trying to find a new beer. I mean, once I remember drinking behind the alley on 26th Street with Brooke Shields, you know? (laughs) That's a pretty good memory. Yeah, that was fun. I mean, gosh darn it, I've even made out with a fella behind that stage (laughs) while there was someone on the the stage, I think. Uh, Not that I do that. Actually, you know, as a lady in the comedy community, I've made a conscious effort not to hook up with comedians because I didn't... Because you have to fight to not be seen as like a groupie and to be seen as a performer. So I always tried. But heck... Gosh darn it! Sometimes <laughs> it tripped up. <laughs> I like to kiss me a boy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but but I just my first cell close marathon actually was one that I performed in in 2000. And I, you know my memory is a little confused about it though because I might have gone to it or at least heard about it. And I spent the summer in the city in 2001, and my college comedy group came there and did a show in 2002. Oh, that was so exciting. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Now, but maybe that, times. there are people <laughs> yeah. that are not aware of who Del Close is. And, uh, and my understanding, he was, I mean, he, he taught Amy Poehler and 
those yes. people as well, did he not? Yes, he did. He uh, sort of invented the long-form improv, right? Yeah, he, he was a huge influence on the way that improv is done. He taught it in Chicago, I believe, with either, I think it was Improv Olympic, probably, back when people like Bill Murray and all those SNL people were learning how to do improv. And then he wrote this book with Sharna Halpern called Truth and Comedy, which is seen as a Bible mm-hmm. for improv and it's worshipped and if you just go to the bullet points at the end of those chapters it's not only helpful for improv it's helpful for writing and for life like for example that you start scenes in the middle like don't skip over hi what is your name just start it in the middle <laughs> right is a incredibly useful tool for any writer maybe that's yeah. where i've been stalling all these years i start with hi what's your <laughs> name and i never get past it i've Aww. i've heard that a good trick if you're like nervous uh, at a party uh to just talk to people as though you've known them forever. <laughs> That's tricky. <laughs> and uh, it is, it's, it's a little bit, it's like a mind game that you have to play with yourself and oh, them. Man. But, uh, that would I've, confuse me so much because for my years of stand-up... Uh, so what's the latest? <laughs> <laughs> well, for my years of stand-up, I'd often be drinking at these shows. A lot of times there's a bar wherever you're performing, and I would drink a lot. And I would meet... You meet so many people every night. And yeah. I really got to the point where I'd have to pretend I knew someone. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm a, you could really trick me <laughs> if you played that game. Yeah, yeah, maybe you were the person that they were talking about when I, when I heard that anecdote. <laughs> oh, man. You just go up to Drunk Heather. And just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It wasn't until I did some shows in L.A. that I really realized because i had to drive that oh my god my stand-up is really good when i am alert and <laughs> completely sober so i actually from then on i started doing shows sober but it had been yeah. many years funny, <laughs> funny how that works <laughs> yeah yeah but uh, it's always nice to have a little a little nip a little nip of something mm-hmm. sure a little loosen, bit of courage loosen you up wet your whistle isn't that, that known whistle? as dutch courage what's dutch courage Dutch courage. I, I don't know, know if that's like an expression or it a is. Dutch thing. <laughs> it's a, Dutch, a little bit of Dutch courage. I don't know. I don't know. Somebody ah. could tell us what that means. Must be a Canadian. No, well, it's no, a Dutch I've thing. heard it. I've um, heard it. Ben, how about yourself? This is a thing that's like now a part of my life that I don't, I don't know that I would have ever like steered my, steered myself into. But <laughs> we're watching an episode of Master Chef on Hulu the other night, and uh, I was just you know sitting on the couch with my fiance Rachel arguing about whether or not we'd seen the episode and we watched the whole thing and then it was over and we just clicked the next episode <laughs> and started watching that and basically had the same argument all the way through that episode we went, i think we watched four episodes of this fucking show and, and you kept saying like did we see it yeah like i think by the end we were like okay this is a new one definitively <laughs> but like i feel like they're not so much like compelling shows as as like some sort of neural, mm. like they've got some sort of neural patterning where you're just like, like, and then this is going to happen. And then we'll, they'll talk about the thing that just happened. Then they'll talk about what's going to happen next. And then they'll see the thing. And it's like, it, it, it becomes like almost like an addiction. Like you just, if you, if you walk away and like go to the bathroom and get a drink out of the fridge, you're not like. Oh man, like I really want to watch that yeah, I, stupid ass reality show. I was just going to say that's because you're staring at it. I mean, if you never look at it, I, I I cannot stand that formula. Like I cannot stand seeing the same clip like four segments in a row like here comes yeah. this clip, here comes yeah. this clip, yeah. here comes like this clip. Something then, outrageous and they happens. Tease yeah. you and it turns out it is nothing like what we <laughs> implied that uh, it would yeah, be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that reminds me of that onion site that just started called Clickhole. Click it's yeah. the <laughs> same kind of thinking. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's got me every single time I've seen like that people repost the link, I see the headline and like this is the dumbest list I <laughs> Oh, it's Clickhole. Okay. Uh, it's, it's, it's pretty great. I love it. 
I, yeah, I really love it. Um, Burning Love's a good reality. There's been some good reality show spoofs from some great people. Yeah, that's like great. That yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, it's kind of like wound up being the entire premise of the Nick Kroll show. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, it's all reality spoofs. That stuff's really great, yeah. Yeah. You know what's interesting that you talked about, like, my neural, someone's figuring out how to get in there? Mm -hmm. Yeah. One of my, the most fascinating things to think about with filmmaking is the idea of story and, like, why is a short film this long? Why is a feature film 90 minutes? Yeah. And there's something about the way the mind processes things that it wants it to be a certain length. Yeah. There's so many things that are 90 minutes, like. Yeah. Yeah, that's the ideal. And and just the way that the brain hungers for story, they find it like if the brain sees like a shoe and a sponge on the ground we're gonna come to some conclusion like <laughs> that person like they fell in it and then this sponge was there <laughs> you mm. know like your brain creates story i don't know i find yeah. that I, I, absolutely it, yeah it, that it really it terrifies me how out there somewhere there is a collective that knows our own minds better than we know it ourselves i mean that book think yeah. uh, thinking fast and slow i've started to read that book and I think within book. the first couple of chapters, I just I saw a guy reading it on the tr- uh, on the underground in London, and he was pretty much exactly where I was in the book. And I looked That's over, and I saw I saw him. I kind of like gave him a head nod. I was like, "This is fucking uh, terrifying, right?" And he's like, "It really is. You know, it's terrifying. I mean, they know what we're thinking, or at least that how our brains work, so they know exactly how to spoon feed us, I guess. And that's why reality television works so well, I think, because it's garbage. I was thinking about that book the other day because I, I read like most or all of it and uh, I feel like that book is almost the same principle because it's just like here's another really interesting <laughs> yeah. study that you like can't really do that much <laughs> with but like it's like every three pages you just get like kind of a like here's like the results of this crazy study that somebody did mm-hmm. that's really instructive but it, you'll never be able to change the way your stupid brain works. Yeah. I can't wait to get to the next one. Yeah. Yeah. But it's the uh, same way. You're just like paging through it like, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Facts. Tell me more. Facts. Nom, nom, nom. It's like the healthy version of watching a reality show. <laughs> so that's my thing. Getting uh, getting sucked into binge watching yeah. a, a TV no, I, show. I got some. I like the Iron Chef. I'm actually going to work. Oh, I usually avoid if I do sound working on reality or doc because it just hurts you're holding your equipment totally. for a really long time but i am gonna do project runway all stars next week oh. as far as i know Alyssa milano is one of the hosts <laughs> that's exciting <laughs> exciting stuff yeah holler at your girl <laughs> yeah and now i guess it's a bit of a, a funny week this week ben well we decided to enact the slaughter rule on on uh typically uh heather we've given the guests two cocktails and they have to <gasps> pick which one they think is best paired with their thing okay uh we've enacted the slaughter rule not on the fact that chris has lost most of these competitions but <laughs> on my wallet getting mm. i was uh chris <laughs> sent me a chris sent me a uh uh, suggestion for uh, his cocktail and I was looking at down the barrel of like 80 bucks worth of booze and I was like come on let's do something else <laughs> so, it was a good one Heather and really you're gonna have to come back when Ben's a little more flush when that uh, yeah okay when I hit the lotto understood um, it's fair but the drink that uh, we did come up with for you is called the hoopla Ooh, that sounds fun uh, <laughs> which is an old cocktail it's actually from the Savoy cocktail book originally I guess um which is one of those like dusty old cocktail tomes, uh, but it's uh, three quarter ounces of brandy, and I saw this as um, as a uh, it could be 
like Carvassier. What's that one called? Oh, Grand Marnier? Uh, oh, no, no. The Carvassier, like uh, Cognac. Cognac. Yeah. Nicely done. Uh, I should not get hammered before the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I think you can do cognac, but uh, the recipe I'm doing is brandy. So three quarter ounces of brandy, three quarter ounces of orange liqueur, three quarter ounces of lemon juice, and three quarter ounces of Lule Blanc. Uh, so you just uh, shake all those with ice, uh, fine strain them into a chilled cocktail glass and garnish with a twist. That sounds so classy. Like I could go in back in time and drink that with my grandma. Yeah. <laughs> well, I thought uh, I thought it kind of worked for the the marathon, being that uh, it's it's kind of the biggest uh, biggest hoopla there. They do. It is uh, a hoopla. Oh my god! It, it's <laughs> just find a UCB fan, find out how crazy excited they are about yeah. it. <laughs> It's a big deal. Look at the pictures online, man. It really is a phenomenon. Yeah. You probably like see a, a fat guy's penis at some point <laughs> in the course of things. You might. You might. You really or maybe might. you won't see it, yeah. if you know what I mean. Maybe that's just the Halloween <laughs> show. I don't know. Uh, um, sounds uh, like that happened. <laughs> uh, ben, for you, I have now in my haste, I I had an idea. There's a, a restaurant here that serves this, and I really wanted to give you this drink because it was... Uh, binging related and it's a bloody mary <laughs> so this i'm giving you a binging bloody mary but it, what should have happened is that you were going to have a lobster tail like part of the i mean this <laughs> thing is like as much a dinner as it is a drink so there's like pea, yeah there's like peas and i don't know it's all kinds like uh yeah lobster tail shrimp bacon all this kind of stuff that's in it but uh <laughs> you uh said that you wanted to omit the bacon and shrimp so yeah I, I, bl- I blanched at having to cook something <laughs> in the middle no, of recording the episode fair so. enough fair enough i i thought the lobster tail you could prepare but it turns out that i uh i totally uh spaced on this recipe but here here we go this is what you're gonna need you're gonna need kosher salt lemon wedge a lime wedge two ounces of vodka four ounces of spicy tomato juice or v8 they suggest uh, t- uh two dashes of sriracha two jas- uh, dashes of uh, worcestershire sauce uh, one to two pinches of kosher salt, one to two pinches of ground black pepper, and a pinch or two of paprika. Oh, this is a big preparation list. So pour some rim mix, uh, salt and pepper flakes onto a small plate. Rub the juicy side of the lemon or lime wedge along the lip of the pint glass. Uh, roll the outer edge of the glass in the rim until it's fully coated. Fill with ice, set aside. Squeeze the lemon and lime wedges into a shaker and drop them in. Uh, add the remaining ingredients, fill with ice. Shake gently, strain into the prepared glass. Garnish with a celery stock. Uh, hot pepper and a lime wedge, bacon and shrimp, minus the bacon and shrimp if you don't want to have that. Mm. Sorry, dog. Yeah. It's like take a bowl, throw some food in there, and <laughs> some mix and a bunch of vodka on top. Mm. Get a spoon. Yeah. Enjoy. Sure. Um, cool. Well, and so. Uh, What's my to drink? Cure, to cure your uh, your World Cup fever, <laughs> I've prescribed you the gin and tonic. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is three ounces of gin, four ounces of tonic water. Or if you want to uh, be fancy, an ounce of tonic syrup and three ounces of seltzer. And then uh, three juniper berries and a lemon twist for garnish. So just fill a Collins glass with ice, pour all your shit in there, and garnish Mm -hmm. and drink it. Now in the spirit of improvisation, uh, uh, I... I suppose it wasn't really improvisation, but uh, <laughs> my friend Mike, the mixologist who I asked where to get juniper berries from, uh, he suggested um, grapefruit oil is also very good in a gin and tonic, so, or the zest of uh, grapefruit. So that is what I'm oh. going to do because I could not get juniper berries. 
Excellent. Yeah. Truth Herbie be told. let you down? What's that? Herbie? Herbie let Herbie's Herb. <laughs> I got a bone to pick with you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well. So, anyway, looking forward I, to I, it. Uh, I ain't mad at that. So, no. li- home listener, modify as, as you desire. Modify. Uh, modification and improvisation is yeah. the way so forward. Let's, let's go make some drinks. Oh, sorry, I interrupted. her. No, no, no. It's, uh, it's very casual over here. Oh, phew. <laughs> All right. Drink time. <laughs> drink time. Cheers. 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 To your health. Mm. I'm getting celery in my eyeglasses. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a nerd thing to say. I'm getting celery. I'm getting celery in my eyeglasses. <laughs> I'm getting celery in my eyeglasses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This is Moira Fresco. Oh, yeah. It's good It's good timing for the Del Close Marathon, too, because yes. you... Uh, Cheers. Chin chin. Wait, I want to taste yours. <laughs> yeah, I gotta try the hoopla. It's so. This is like mm. so. Oh yeah. Such a bummer. I feel so left out. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. That is good. I think they're both pretty good. I was. Damn. Uh, I feel like I usually have some horseradish in a. Uh, mm-hmm, in a bloody, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm kind of liking not having horseradish in. in I'm usually bloody. like, give me the harshest, strongest flavor. I can take it and. If they go like, do you want a spicy Bloody Mary or not? I go spice it up, mm-hmm. and uh, this is kind of kind of nice, nice sipping ass Bloody Mary. I I, uh, <laughs> I have a friend that owns a bar, and I, he once asked me, uh, "How spicy would you like it? Uh, pretty spicy. You want it really spicy? Yeah, okay. <laughs> I had two two sips, and I'm not joking. You're on the floor. The, the la- like the next couple of hours were just my esophagus was on fire. It was like, it ruined my <laughs> night. It ruined my night. Anyway, uh, glad it's not that way. <laughs> There's a restaurant in the Lower East Side uh, called Shopsons that's sort of famous for having uh, kind of asshole uh, relationship with its customers. Like all the people that work there are all kind of like members of the same family, and mm-hmm. they just they. It's not that they're like mean. Uh, like they're mean, mm-hmm. but not without cause. Is they it just a don't. Shtick? They just don't put up with it. They're the guff of their no, because it's uh, like. I think maybe they do it a little bit more now because they're sort of famous for it, but I think that they just <laughs> like, have always to- like not put up with Guff, and they got it sort of put them on the map. Like Calvin Trillin used to write pieces in the New Yorker about how you'd go in and you know if you order the same dish twice in one in the same week, it will come out and be two totally different things. Mm. And <laughs> if you complain about that, they'll like they'll dump it on the floor in your face and kick you out of the restaurant. Really? Yeah. Now that sounds like a fun theme restaurant. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Come to so my mom was really excited like to go asshole. when uh, she visited town, and we went and got nachos, or I got nachos. She got like a sandwich, and and the guy was like, on a scale of one to ten, how spicy you want these nachos? And I was like, I don't know, a nine. <laughs> <laughs> he goes into the kitchen and brings back our food, and uh, he's like, um, just so you know, there's a ghost chili uh, in that in those nachos. Uh, I put that in there for you because you wanted it so spicy like and the ghost chili is I think the spiciest chili and uh, Did you get it? Well, it was yeah So it was just like one like he didn't make the nachos spicy generally He just put in one of the spiciest chili on otherwise not that spicy nachos Doritos roulette. Yeah, it was like the original Doritos roulette and my mom got wasted because she (laughs) 
she like helped herself to one chip and was on her ass. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. That's Pretty good. good. When I think about eating, I can eat spicy things. I can handle it like really well. But I just remember once I visited my friend in San Diego and he likes to smoke a lot of grass. And I had <laughs> A guy them. from San Diego, really? Yeah. And, um, and I smoked some and he had this salsa. And I think California has some really intense good salsa. Yeah. And I started eating it and then it was just so spicy. Oh, but I had such intense munchies that I was like, oh, it hurts so bad. I just kept going. <laughs> just kept going. They kept burning more and more. <laughs> I know exactly what that's all about. Except... With I I once was so hungry I didn't care that the cheese on the pizza was scalding hot and ate it anyway <laughs> and mm, <laughs> like dealt with sheets of skin peeling off the roof of yeah. my mouth. It was that's a, a week of heartache. It after, was just yeah. brutal. Yeah, brutal. Chris, don't you know that's why they invented refrigerated beer so that you could, you know, put the fire out as you go with yeah, the hot pizza? I, yeah, no, that's uh, I was. <laughs> If I was older, I probably would have been drinking beer with pizza, but uh, I was, I think, I don't know, 15 or something when that happened to me. And, uh, <laughs> um, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I had no, no beer around. Um, but I was, saying, I was saying that ghost pepper, or the ghost chili, that might yeah. have been the original uh, Doritos roulette. And yeah, I think so. And this includes Doritos talk. That's something mm-hmm. that happened with Doritos? For yeah. real? We uh, discovered on last week's show that Doritos now has a bag of chips where like one in some number <laughs> of chips is super, super spicy. And the rest mm-hmm. just tastes like uh, regular that, Doritos. That's just cool. Yeah. I wonder how that's they control that though. Because like, I don't know if you guys have had Doritos before, but when I uh, eat yeah. them, the <laughs> dust gets all over everything. Uh-huh. And I would think that there would be a lot of like entropy with that dust. I just usually I usually mm, just entropy. eat Doritos and rub my eyes. So I mean, <laughs> what, what, what trouble could that yeah. cause? Yikes! Well, you yeah. want to get the monosodium glutamate directly onto your <laughs> retina. Once this girl, when I was younger, said to me, "Cool Ranch Doritos taste kind of like lobster," and I was like, "That's stupid." And then I ate it. And I was like, "I taste the lobster. It's right. It's true." And P.S. Other Doritos hack: dip your Doritos in whipped cream cheese. This uh, this was up. Oh, uh, I sometimes dip Fritos in cottage cheese. You wild, yeah. <laughs> you wild, uh, I, I know. Rap scallion, that's yeah. what you do. I was just sitting there here talking about how much I like spicy food. For example, Fritos and cottage cheese. <laughs> such a, like, a, I don't know, dorm confused combination. Yeah. I used to have a friend who called that mom snack. So. <laughs> That's, that's good in a certain context. Yeah, I don't know why Ben, but cottage cheese just seems like the perfect Ben snack. <laughs> I don't know why that is, just but because like, it's like a little anachronistic and stupid. Imagine him sitting in his bed with a bowl of it, just going, "Oh no!" <laughs> well, I pay, uh, I Chris, is your room. gin and tonic cured you of this Brazilian ailment that you've been uh, suffering from the yeah. the World Cup fever? Yeah, I mean. I, it, yeah, it really has. And the grapefruit substitute is something I am very happy I've been told about. It's really, you know, really good. So you know why we have the drink, the gin and tonic, right? Uh, it, right. it was it, as a cure It was a malaria, a malaria cure. Cause oh, it was. quinine, which is the yes. active ingredient in tonic water, is disgusting. <laughs> and the British officer corps in India would be like, yo, we got all this gin, though. <laughs> so let's <laughs> mix it with that. <laughs> and then they, like, added sugar and some lime juice, uh, and uh, history was made. So, but it's a lie, though. It doesn't really cure malaria. Uh, I don't know. I 
so I was reading like a Wikipedia article one time and I was like, it said that it was used to cure malaria, but it's no longer used to cure malaria. But it didn't say like, because it doesn't work or anything. It just said like, it's not used any longer. Because we have drugs now. And I remember right. like in Little House on the Prairie, well, we have drugs, but they like, like the... Malaria drugs we have are bad. They make you right. like hallucinate and forget your life. But it can't. It uh, can't have worked. Otherwise, they would have never left. But they. they it, what about chronic. in Little House on the Prairie? They cure. Uh, they cure the big sister with the uh, with quinine. They have to like go to town and get quinine. Is or the big quin- sister quinine is, is or the, whatever? Is the big sister the name of the disease that was going around the town at the time? Or I don't know. Whoever Laura Ingalls Wilder's fucking sister was, man. Whoa, I don't getting real about Laura Ingalls Wilder's sister Shit, dropping we're dropping, we're dropping <laughs> Little House in the Prairie names now. Yeah, <laughs> motherfucker. Oh dear. Cottage cheese. What? Little House in the big motherfucking woods. Oh man. Yeah, this, this is uh, it's a really. I, I usually are you a gin and tonic or gin and soda guy, Ben? Uh, I like both. I think that now that I'm uh, attempting to control the uh, number of pants I own that I fit into, <laughs> I'm uh, <laughs> opting for the gin and sodas. Yeah, because there's like the the tonic that you're tending to get in a in a bar is like not much better than. Coke mm. really? or Seven Up in terms of how much calories there's in it. Well, um, I'm a lady and I think about my calories, <laughs> and <laughs> I know that tequila and soda with a squirt of lime is one of the best low cal drinks you can have. <laughs> I'm into yeah. it. And tequila, then no one will make fun of you because usually when you do things that are feminine, like try to save calories, everyone's like, "Screw you for yeah. eating that salad!" Like usually this hamburger, it's yeah. like back off. So they end up calling things skinny bitch. That's what they end up calling yeah. drinks. Like, yeah. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Ugh. <clears throat> um, and uh, Heather? Mm? How's, oh, uh, how was your drink? I, like I said, it's extremely refreshing and summery, and I feel very like an elegant lady. Well, look at the, w- looking at you with that glass in your hand, you look like an elegant lady. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you. Do, do you think it would uh, pair well with a Del Close marathon viewing? It would pair amazingly. I mean, this yeah. is luxury VIP stuff because that's a marathon that's typically with like yeah. a can a lot, of PBR. A lot of PBR going around. If I was up in there with this. Pork slap beer. Oh, <laughs> man. And it, if it was cold because it's, it's so hot and crowded in there. Yeah. Here's my, my pro tip for going to the uh, Upright Citizens Brigade Theater in New York City is there's a Gristides mm. upstairs of it. <laughs> and they sell a product called... Uh, 40? Nibs, I think. <laughs> no, what are they called? It's like, it's basically little bonbons of ice cream that are coated in chocolate <gasps> oh. yeah, that are sold are by nibs. like Edie's. Yeah. Uh, and it doesn't like really look like much. It's, it doesn't really look like a cut, cut, carton of ice cream. And you can usually <laughs> get them like, if you make it strategic, you can get them and get them <laughs> into the show. And they're like so down low, like, you're not really supposed to bring in food, but like you're just popping little micro yeah. balls of ice portable cream in your ice mouth. Cream. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's the best. That is a life hack. Portable ice cream life hack. So, uh, so, so what have we learned? Uh, tequila, soda, and lime juice. Mm-hmm. If you're counting calories and eating nibs or whatever the fuck they're called, or yeah. going to 
UCB next, shows. Next <laughs> time you see a guy at the UCB theater with a uh, te- the locale tequila beverage and a uh, bucket of nibs, it's <laughs> me. Dude, it's me. Dude, those, <laughs> the ice cream is totally high cal. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, that does counteract it. You, yeah, you but save that's fine. the, yeah, the exactly. drink calories so you can have the nibs. I yeah. save yeah. the drink calories, then I spend them on the ice cream. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, well, well, so you I win this week, Ben. You win. Congrats. I, I don't think we. I don't think we have a winner. Or I think we all win. We all. We this definitely week. always. So nice. all win. I think the fact that we even managed to get a show recorded this week is kind of a win for everybody. It's just like the World Cup came today. Yeah. Where there was a tie. <laughs> yeah. No wait, there wasn't. No, the that US, was the one yeah, on the Sunday. US oh lost. god. But we got yeah. to. We both got to advance. I right. guess that's, yeah, that's the, the thing. Yeah, that is the big win. That's huge. I mean, they. Uh, I did not yeah. understand. I, I managed to watch part of that game today, and I did not understand that a lose was still good for us. It had so something like, to do with the other guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That so the game yeah. is over, and like they're showing all. They're panning across the the stands, and all these U.S. fans are like dancing yeah, we and lost. like chanting and stuff. <laughs> and I was like, like, did these people watch the same game? I did? <laughs> <laughs> Y'all just lost. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but you're right. After a day, after this day, Ben, I am surprised we recorded it too. And more than anything, this uh, gin and tonic is curing the day more than the fever from mm. the World Cup. So you don't think that like tomorrow you will wake up and have no desire to watch soccer? <laughs> no, but I will football. wake up tomorrow and just want to cure it all over again. So you know, thank you for that. Um, that's fair. <laughs> uh, yeah. More often than not, these drink pairings are kind of tenuous nonsense <laughs> that, uh, and the premise of the show is kind of a silly joke <laughs> and I like silly jokes and drinks you can't yeah. go wrong yeah. well Chris we don't have a listener request this week mm-hmm. but uh, why not Ben well we're still scrambling uh, mm-hmm. yeah, we, had a, we had a rough rough uh, Rough couple of recording <laughs> sessions. We're lucky we're even getting it in with uh, with the great great guests that we've had. So, um, but uh, I did I did have some more news from the uh, booze news tip. Okay, uh, you know last week we learned that India consumes half of all the world's whiskey. Yes, which what? was a huge shocker. That mm-hmm. is surprising. Um, There's a lot of people there. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, and we've been f- obviously following the Lyme piracy story. Mm. Yes. So I, a couple weeks ago, read that the like Lyme piracy issue was more or less coming behind to a us. close. Yeah, behind us. Yeah. And I was like, all right, that's great. Like the Lyme prices are going to start to bounce back. And I've been going to the same grocery store and like they come down a little bit. But I was like, man, like, I don't know how the commodity markets work. Like, maybe it's like there's some, like, lag in the system and it, like, takes a long time or whatever. Or maybe, like... I blame Williamsburg overpricing. You live in the heart of, like... <laughs> well, totally. Cause, <laughs> so I went out to buy ingredients for today's show. I went to a different grocery store. And the limes were, like, literally, like, a fifth the cost uh, of the place that I'd normally go. No that way. place. Yeah. But the the place that I normally go used to have cheap limes. Mm-hmm. And now I think that what they're doing, I think they were like, oh, cool, lime prices are going down. So we're making nicer margins on all these fucking limes we're selling to these idiots. <laughs> I think oh, they're man. I think they used this piracy situation. They're like war profiteers. They're ripping us all off. So I'm putting them on blast right here on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
Brooklyn er, Harvest, I think is what it's called. <laughs> yeah. I don't know the name, the name right. of the fucking grocery. Brooklyn Harvest, fuck you, if that's in fact what's going on. Yeah. Well, yeah. Did you also notice piracy. during this uh, uh, lime piracy debacle, the size of lemons or limes rather going like getting much smaller? Um, I I definitely started buying some smaller limes because there were smaller limes that were cheaper. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's like just a different breed that's like made somewhere else than Mexico. I, d- I or, mean, or whatever. Uh, uh, yeah, because they had like they, they don't have them now for some reason, but they had for a while. They had like the normal size lime, and they were like a buck or a buck twenty-five a piece. Mm. And then they had like a sack of mini limes, that you, not key limes, but like mm. you know, halfway between a regular lime and a key lime that you could buy, and you could get like a whole bunch. Yeah, I don't know, like a dozen for six bucks. And I was like, that's a much better deal. Mm-hmm. Well, there was a, there was a, 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 a stretch there where your friend of mine, Scott Anderson was bringing home limes that were bigger than lemons. And I didn't know if he was like taking a marker to <laughs> giant <laughs> lemons or something. I had no idea, but yeah, they were on? massive. I don't know what they, I mean, I, I didn't Some know. Chemicals. That. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. Chemtrails. Yeah. Mm. Thank you, Monsanto. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I don't need, I don't need a huge lime. Mm-mm. No way. Just a regular ass lime is. To be pleased. Yeah. Well, no, exactly. I'm not. I'm not a size queen when it comes to <laughs> limes. <laughs> um, Sometimes tastier. It's the motion of the lime yeah. boat. <laughs> well, that's what the oi- with oysters, the little tiny ones can yeah. be super tasty. The sweet and briny. Yes. Oh yeah. I had some surprise oysters last night. Surpri- they surprised you. The oysters surprised well, I just, you. I went out with a buddy. We happened to be in a place that had oysters, and he's like, "Yeah, why don't we get some?" And it was like eleven, and I was like, "I like the way yeah. you're thinking right now, <laughs> I man." Like that too. Oysters go well with a Bloody Mary. I tell you, mm. it reminds me of being at the beach. I love that feeling. Oh yeah. Who doesn't love being <sighs> at the beach? Am I right? I don't know. Although normally I'm. Some people. I I. Being a of the ginger persuasion, I <laughs> you know can't be in direct sunlight for too long. Or yeah. I'll uh, ignite like a match. <laughs> burst yeah, into I flames. I, uh, I do get some uh, some sunburn issues when I go to the beach, but um, I persist. I yeah. do it anyway. I yeah. use my creams. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's the way forward. My Just lather lotions. up in creams. Oh, that reminds me of that movie that's so good. Caught with the cop, the RoboCop. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember these fake commercials? And he's got like the ozone 5000. And the woman is like in this really thick blue cream, like oh, yeah. everywhere. Like, Wait, that's, is that like, the new RoboCop? No, the it's old the old one. one. Yeah, I don't Paul Verhoeven, Dutch yeah. director. <laughs> but uh, it's like he has all these commercials within it. And it's in the future. And the future is very, very bleak. Mm-hmm. Right. And they've destroyed the ozone. So you have to have super super sunscreen that's right it's so funny it's i've got to see that again the only thing they left that, that part out of the new one mm. <laughs> did they did they it include didn't have any soul. The, uh, did they include the guy who had been doused in nuclear waste and then his head pops off his shoulders when he gets <sighs> hit by a car and his <laughs> finger his fingertips are dripping <laughs> off of his hands do you remember that uh, I don't remember. My favorite thing in RoboCop, though, is when the dad from that 70s show, who's the bad guy, <laughs> yeah. he walks into a room and there's some women doing cocaine with a man who he knows. And he enters the room and he goes, bitches, leave. <laughs> like in a monotone voice. He doesn't say it with any inflection. He's just, yeah. bitches, leave. And then the women leave the room. Come to think of it, there's a Amazing. lot of monotone inflection in that movie. <laughs> I really need to see it again. It's been years. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I recommend. I watched the new one on an airplane uh, recently. Excuse, excuse our noise. We have the window open because it's fucking hot in my mm-hmm, house. Mm-hmm. Um, 
forgiven. Watched the new new RoboCop on a plane recently, which is like I think roughly the caliber of movie I like to watch on a plane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy like a Fast and Furious mm-hmm. type of <laughs> type of film. Um, yeah, new, you need the new, film to be in your face because it's like loud in the plane, yeah. right? The yeah. plane new one is crazy in terms of cast. Like it has a crazy cast, except for like the one main guy sucks. Like, they have, like all these great these great like supporting characters like Gary Oldman and Sam Jackson and mm. and that Heather have and you then, seen the new one I have not Me you know I, I feel so much love and joy about a lot of these movies like Robocop Terminator 2 is my favorite that when someone says something's bad I I'm such a fan of the Terminator franchise and someone right. said that Terminator Salvation was bad I can't bring myself to be hurt like that by a movie <laughs> mm-hmm. I think I so, kind of liked Salvation really you did because I actually even like Terminator 3 because I'm so into the pl- the plot was good in 3 even yeah. though there was some stupid stuff like <laughs> Good cast. Yeah. Good cast, you know? That lady was really scary. She was scary. I know someone who hooked up with her. Anyway. Um, <laughs> you catch that? That was like yeah. good for whoever that was. Chris doing a booyah snap. But I heard she's amazing anyway. Um, in a lot of ways. Anyway. Yeah. Well, she's like liquid metal, so obviously yeah, she's going to be know, great right? in the old Saccharunio. The Saccharunio? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, so is that is that where you eat your cottage cheese in the Saccharunio? <laughs> <laughs> I try to keep that. cottage cheese as far away from my Saccharunio as I possibly can. OMG. Saccharunio, um, though, I think I'm going to adopt Saccharunio into uh, my vocabulary. Thanks, yeah. Man. I put the word Dongarunio in a in a tweet recently, and I, I thought like it was that. really funny, and nobody faved it. I oh was, man, you know what? I got I follow you on Twitter, but you know, I'm not on there a lot. I just come on periodically, so I miss yeah. a lot of good stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my all of my stuff is obviously yeah, gold. Gold, <laughs> gold. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Comedy gold. Well, speaking I of have Twitter. the problem with Twitter where mm-hmm. I only think of good tweets when I'm like away from my phone. Like I'll go on like a bike ride and oh, it's yeah. just because I'm like alone with my thoughts. Me too, And I ben. come back and I'm like, damn, I had like six funny oh, thoughts. and you lost them. Yeah. And isn't it funny though like that, that is where your brain goes like, mm-hmm. man, where's my phone? I need to tweet this awesome yeah. thought I just had. I, so I spent an hour not social networking and I just regret <laughs> the hell out of it. So in my life, I haven't really done a lot of drugs. Like I mostly just drink and I've done pot here and there. And it wasn't until last year that I tried shroom- shrooms for the first time. Whoa. And my immediate symptom was tweeting constantly. <laughs> Keep thinking of really good tweets. Like really good tweets. I have to tweet. Did, uh, did you look back <laughs> on the tweets and regret any of them? Or no. Were they funny? <laughs> I think so. I mean, it was a little obvious that something was up with this chick who's tweeting right here. But <laughs> a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Well, how, of how can people find you on Twitter? Oh, I just think it's slash Heather Fink, probably. Yeah. It's just my name, Heather Fink. So scroll back about a year and uh, watch the <laughs> yeah. I'll do some, some again, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And uh, obviously the Kickstarter, they could go to... <sighs> Inside inside you movie.com. Yeah, I know. When I and first wrote the script, to the Kickstarter page right now. It will, yes. That's pretty cool. I like, I got, like, I had to think of this title for this movie, though, and I was like, oh, like, body swap, whatever. They're all stupid. And I was thinking about, like, wanting to be inside someone. I'm like, I want to be inside you is a funny phrase. Yeah. So, <laughs> inside you. That's the title of the movie. There we well go. Well done. Well done. Well, uh, if you uh-huh. don't support that, I mean, we, we haven't asked anybody for a nickel in the history of this show. Uh huh. Go give uh, Heather Fink some money. It's going to be great. If you guys do a Kickstarter, I will give to it. Yeah. I'll tell you I will, what. I will. I'll tell you what. I'm going to Hold me to it. We're going to finish. We're going to wrap up here and the next move I make, 
well, the next move I'm going to make is uh, ordering a pizza. But after that, <laughs> then I'm going to donate to Kickstarter. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. And seriously, low donations even help. The more backers helps the project. We should thank Graham Walsh, who's uh, right behind looks like me. He's uh, Thanks, reading Graham. a book while he's uh, <laughs> engineering the show. Full the on recline there. mode. <laughs> yeah, look at him um, sit up. See him sit up there, like real sharp like. Who else? Uh, uh, well, he also made the music, so he did. So thank you for the music, Graham, and yeah. thank you, Paul Watling, for the illustrations. Yeah, that's the logo of the show. That's Paul right. Watling made that. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Benjamin R and me at Crispy Chicken. And uh, our podcast is on Twitter at Drink About It. Yes, um, it most important thing you can do after you donate to the Kickstarter Aww. for InsideYouMovie.com uh, is uh, go on iTunes and give our show a nice uh, a nice review because it really helps. And, and then uh, right right after that, think about yeah. your week. <laughs> think about your week, and oh, then yeah. and tweet us at Drink About point, It. Chris. Uh, uh, about yeah, uh, and ask a request uh, a drink pairing for something that's going on with you in your life. Yeah, and send us pictures of funny beer koozies. We're still really interested in that yes, little project. Yep. And any drinks that you make that you think we'd like, you go right ahead and tweet them to us. And send us to them. <laughs> <laughs> Yar. Yar. <laughs> uh, so thank, thank you, Heather. Thanks so much for joining us this week. Thank you. This was so fun. I really appreciate it. And I hope people go and give you those good reviews. Cool. Yeah. They'd be jerks not to, really. <laughs> jerks. Three, two, one. Yes. Ooh, did, were we slating there? Yeah. In a way? Oh, it was, it was slating slash just celebrating the once a week we get together. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. Like it's summer camp or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just one clap, guys. I can clap, too.